You are now listening to the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. Here is your host, Blaine Spencer. How are we doing, everybody? I am back. It's the Final Whistle Sports Podcast with yours truly, Blaine Spencer. I have a real honored guest with me today. This is actually the first time that we are in person doing a live interview with all these COVID regulations and et cetera. But I have Tenley Smith, freshman guard from Idaho State University. Tenley, thank you so much for meeting me here today in Reed Gym. And this is going to be an opportunity of a lifetime for me and I hope for you as well. Thank you for having me, Blaine. Absolutely. So let's actually just dive right in here. That especially with now we're actually able to do something like this. I didn't have to go through the proper channels for once with the name, image, and likeness ruling from the NCAA. The NIL rule change is very special because we are so busy as student athletes. I mean, with school and sports. And so to be able to make money and get sponsored off of social media and our posting is awesome because we don't have time to get a job. So it's nice to just make that extra income and to um, get out there to the community. I completely agree. I think this has been something that's been trying to be get into the works for such a long time now. I think it's almost been like a decade since Northwestern was the one that first pushed for this opportunity by having to say, hey, we're not collegiate athletes. Come on now. Like we're professional athletes. We're just here doing different things and trying to transpire different things. And now you're able to get that opportunity now 10 years down the line. I think all of these schools across the country are very pleased to hear that. So what in Idaho State do you think has been able to grasp with this new opportunity for all athletes? Um, well, we live in Pocatello, kind of a smaller community. And all these small businesses and local businesses look to sponsor uh, the athletes. Like um, just the other day, the team went down to Fifth Street Bagelry and um, a bunch of these older guys came over and was like, hey, are they gonna let us come watch you guys? Um, They're talking about their businesses and maybe being able to sponsor a few players. And so I feel like with Idaho State, just the community that we have, it's gonna be awesome because they love the girls basketball program here and it's gonna help us out a bunch. I couldn't agree more, but actually picking up, up off of Idaho State University stuff that for you, being a part as a freshman now, you actually have the opportunity that your mom was a hired as an assistant coach, and this is her second year. Have you ever played for your mom before? What's this opportunity been like so far? How have you been able to grasp these different things with now a family ordeal at Idaho State University? Uh, so actually, my mom coached me in fourth grade. That's when we start, I started competitive, and she was my competitive um, AAU basketball coach. And I played all the way up until competitively like my eighth grade year and then high school started. So it's a lot um, harder to do AAU and high school. There's a bunch of rules with that. So, but I went to Blackfoot High School um, from my freshman to my junior year and my mom was my head coach. So I've played for her for a long time and we have a really special bond, not just because we're family, but because she's been my coach forever and we just have that special connection. And then my um, going into my senior year, my mom actually got the job as the Idaho State assistant coach. And so I transferred back to Century High School because that's, I grew up in Pocatello. I didn't want to commute anymore. I finished my senior um, season at Century High School. And then I actually committed before I started my senior um, year at Century. So I only, 
have not played for my mom for one year since I was in fourth grade. So it's been really awesome to get back to playing with her. I did miss, I appreciate my century coaches, but I did miss playing for my mom. Well, for sure. Fourth grade, that, that leaves an overlasting impact. You really understand how she coaches you specifically, especially, but not just as well as now the entire team. So you're able to fit right in, you're able to fit into that puzzle, maybe be that missing link that Idaho State could be looking for, especially after a first round exit in the NCAA tournament, after coming off those high expectations, losing to Kentucky. I've heard that you were actually there in attendance as a fan. Yes. But uh, so what was that different experience like, especially down in uh, t San Antonio? Yes. And you have to end up, it's more of a bubble scenario. There was that huge issue with the women's weight room. I don't know yeah. if you were able to look at anything like that as well. So um, going down there and seeing, just feeling the atmosphere, it was amazing just to see because I actually was a ball girl growing up for Idaho State, the women's team. And so I've always been around the team and I was always um, connected with them and I've known Seton Sobo forever. Um, and so just to see them play against Kentucky on the NCAA floor, like amazing. It was the best feeling ever, even as a fan. And I can't imagine how it felt on the bench. Um, but the whole ordeal with the weight room and the food I personally didn't see it because they were in a bubble with COVID and even the players they had it was one room per player and they were very isolated um, but I had that connection with my mom and she was telling me all about the food and the weight room and how she saw on social media and TikTok about how the men were getting better food and they had more access to this big weight room. And so I personally didn't see it, but I was definitely involved because I was there and seeing everything on social media. And now for you, you are now a part of this team. The expectations are extremely high now, especially coming in as a 13C Big Sky Champions last year. What, what do you think that the expectations are this year? Is it to get back to the tournament and then maybe get win a game? Uh, just win Big Sky? What do, for you personally, as well as for the team, what are your overall goals and objectives? Um, my teammates love to win. Uh, I've been training, this is my seventh week in the summer. We have an eight week schedule and we play all the time. We do open gyms and it's, it gets competitive. Every single one of my teammates loves to win and definitely the expectation is to not lose, um, win the big sky, win regular season champs, get to the big dance and definitely I know that they were very disappointed about their loss to Kentucky. It's to get back and win a game. Definitely. Oh, for sure. Especially when Kentucky, you guys were in that game. The squad was in that game. There was, it wasn't a, the, the score wasn't indicative of how the game actually unfolded, especially it was just a late push at the end of the third into the fourth quarter where Kentucky pulled away late. So I definitely can foresee those expectations. And then for you personally, what have you been working on, especially during this summer training season, getting ready going into the fall? Um, I would say the biggest change from going to high school to college is the speed. Um, I have always been fast in Idaho. That was kind of my thing. I love to run the floor, pass the ball up, fast breaks. But I'm not really fast anymore. I mean, everyone's fast. Everyone um, in high school, I mean, hear about the dominant hand. Everyone can use their left hand, everyone can use their right hand, everyone's fast. 
So just the extra edge you need to get is just getting in the gym, getting in the weight room, um, paying attention workouts. We have a bunch of plays, um, a bunch of just little things like little footwork things and how we close out and how we play defense. So just getting that extra edge of getting in the gym, working out, being strong, and knowing what to do and how your coach wants you to do it. Absolutely. I do want to jump real quick to one little thing that we were talking about off air. But uh, you're a, you were actually the state champion in the 400 meters. I was. So you're a huge track fan. I am. And we've been talking about a little bit of the Olympics beforehand and you, how you've been watching the 400 hurdles, Sydney McLaughlin, as well as Carson Wilhelm and Rye Benjamin, and you've been watching all of the track meets. What has been your overall expectation and what have you seen at the Olympics so far? Has it been a success, especially with Tokyo 2020 pushing it back, then the coal conspiracy of whether they should have never done the 2021 Olympics? What have you seen? Um, I don't know much about the conspiracy. I mean, that's too far of like my opinion. My opinion really doesn't matter, but um, I have been mostly watching the track. I'm a huge track fan. Like he said, I ran track in high school. I actually was a state champion in the 400. Um, so I've mostly been watching track as well as my roommates. We get home from workouts, watch a little bit of the Olympics, but my favorite way, race was watching Cindy McLaughlin and uh, Muhammad racing in the 400 hurdles. I mean, they kind of talked about it on the commercials, but uh, Muhammad set a world record about two years ago. A year later, she broke her own world record. And then at the Olympic trials, Sydney broke her world record right before the Olympics. And then Muhammad and Sydney both bro broke the world record. And just getting a 51.47 in the 400 hurdles, I can't imagine the pain, but that is just so amazing to see. Um, even though I'm doing my college career in basketball, like just to see an athlete, she's been my role model forever. And just mm -hmm. to see her compete at that level is just so amazing. Yeah, it doesn't help that that was my 400 time back in high school. So that makes me feel really <laughs> slow that they're adding a hurdle into it. Yeah. But, but uh, so let's do a quick rapid fire now. So if you're going to be, it's just going to be some per, some personal stuff. Just okay. nothing too crazy. All right. Um, favorite food? Lasagna. Favorite TV show? I love Grey's Anatomy. What is your go-to binge watch movie film? Franchise? Movie film? Movie franchise. Movie franchise. So like a, like Star Wars, Harry Potter. What's your go-to binge? Oh, okay. One of my teammates, I've never watched Harry Potter before, but she's gotten me into it. Carson, we're, st we're starting to binge it, so I'm liking it. So I'll say that. What movie are you on? Uh, we're on the fourth, I think. The fourth movie. All right, all right. Um, then favorite uh, activity outside of basketball? I love art. I love to draw and paint and ceramics. And then the last question is, what is your favorite uh, hobby other than art? My hobby other hobby. than art? Um, I grew up in Idaho. I love camping, hiking, doing all that, hammocking, paddle boarding, you name it. Awesome. So now the last questions that I have for you to wrap up this interview, Tenley. Right. Uh, the last thing is, for you, what is your overall goal from freshman year to senior year? What do you want to see transpire for you? Do you have you looked that far ahead? Um, you know, I really haven't, but I think what I want to see from freshman to senior year of my uh, college career is I want to see my confidence um, coming going from high school. I was really confident. Um, I was always, I started as a freshman. Um, 
I always, you know, had great stats, points, assists, um, rebounds, and going into college, it kind of, it kind of drops your ego a little bit. You, you get humbled. You get humbled a little bit. But I wanted to see my confidence grow. I want to be able to get comfortable um, with the speed of the game, and I just want to grow as a player and a person. Absolutely. Who has been your toughest matchup to guard in practice? You know it's Dora. You know it's Dora. Um, she is the most competitive person I've ever met, and she loves to win, and she's never going to lose in anything. We hang out all the time. You should see her play Monopoly, poker, spike ball. It doesn't matter what game it is. She's going to beat you. And not only that, she's going to rub it in your face a little bit. But I love Dora, and hopefully I'll get to beat her one of these times. Hopefully. One day. That'll that'll be that'll add into the freshman. Of course, of course. Have beat Dora by the end of yeah. the, the end of the line. <laughs> and for you, next, for what has been the overall goal going into school? How is that? You haven't started school yet at Idaho State, but have you been able to mentally prepare for trying to be able to balance time? What is that schedule like for you? I know it's going to be a little hectic, of course, but do you have an idea of how you're going to be able to balance that time? Um, you know, what's really great about being a student athlete is you have your coaches and athletic advisors and you have people helping you. And so I know it's going to be tough. I mean, I have to do a bunch of school. I'm actually like a year and a half ahead. So I'm coming in as a sophomore. So I have some, I'm getting it off of my gen eds. I'm almost done with my gen eds. I'm going to go start into my major. And um, so it's going to be tough. I'm going to be starting some tougher classes. But I have faith that my coaches are going to be there and they're going to help me succeed and both on and off the court. And so I'm a little worried about it, like personally, <laughs> but as long as I have my team and my coaches, I know I'm going to be fine and they'll help me out. For sure. And I have two questions left for you. All right. <laughs> what is your message? Give it out to Idaho State fans. What do you want to say to them right now? Hopefully they'll be able to be in attendance even though we are still in a pandemic. Um, hopefully you guys will be able to watch us play this year, but get ready for a great season. We've been working hard for you, and we're ready to go to the big dance again. Hopefully win regular season champs, uh, Big Sky, and then go to the dance and win a game for you guys. We're so excited that you'll be able to watch us live. Fantastic. And then the last thing is, is there a message you want to say out to all the healthcare workers that are risking their lives at the front lines? Uh, thank you guys so much for going to work. Um, and helping, helping everyone out. We know this is a tough time for everyone and you guys are awesome in doing what you're doing. I know that we have some athletic trainers who are here all the time helping us and all the doctors and nurses and surgeons. You guys are going to work every day even though we are in this pandemic. And I'm really thankful and I know the team is too. And we appreciate you guys a lot. Well, everybody, this has been probably one of the cooler experiences that I've been able to experience with this podcast. Everything's been virtual up until this point. So I've had been able to see Tenley in person. We've been able to do this podcast in person. Tenley, so much for being able to work your time out and be able to meet with me here at Reed Gym. Hopefully we'll be able to do some uh, this again soon. And thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Everybody, that was the final Whistle Sports Podcast with your host, Blaine Spencer.